This episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party is brought to you by Immortal Workshop. You a fan of MetaZoo? Then you need to check out Immortal Workshop, your go-to source for all things MetaZoo. Starting on March 31st, pre-orders for the highly anticipated MetaZoo native set will be available on immortalworkshop.com. And that's not all. Immortal Workshop is also running a giveaway on their site for a chance to win $250 in store credit. So don't miss out on the chance to stock up on your favorite MetaZoo cards and get a little cash while you're at it. But the fun doesn't stop there. Join the Immortal Workshop community on Discord to participate in their bi-weekly webcam tournaments, which are completely free to enter and offer exciting prizes. Make new friends, compete against other players, and improve your MetaZoo skills all at once. So what are you waiting for? Head to immortalworkshop.com and join the MetaZoo revolution. Your collection and your wallet will thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptid Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, and take a dive into the unknown. Today I'm joined by Lisa, owner and operator of Cryptid Comforts and also organizer of Squonkapalooza. How you doing? Spectacular. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So, I don't know. Where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Wherever you want to. It's your show. That's fair enough. <laughs> I was... <laughs> It's been a week, okay? My brain's been all over the place. I know. So I'm just trying to yes. get back into the swing of things. Um, I yeah. understand completely. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, you're the owner-operator of uh, Cryptic Comforts. For those who may not know while listening to this, what is Cryptic Comforts? Just so they have an idea. Well, it is a uh, business that I uh, started a few years back that is mostly cryptid-themed. I have a little bit of horror, too, but mostly cryptid-themed items. I specialize in handcrafted uh, cryptozoology and extraterrestrial monster-themed stuffies that I make. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, that's my specialty. But I also have an assortment of other nonsense, cat toys, tumblers, <laughs> uh, hats, lanyards, pins, buttons, whatever. You name it, I probably I was going have. Over, uh, I was going over the Etsy store today, and I didn't notice this the first time I looked, but I just saw that you have uh, serial killer catnip toys I, <laughs> yeah. yeah i saw yeah. those and i was like i love this so much yeah because it's funny to watch a cat beat up on a serial killer <laughs> so i guess what what got you started on making like cryptid plush did it start with plushies or did you start with like doing like stickers and then move on from there or have you always been like a seamstress type well <laughs> i i'm not a seamstress type by any means <laughs> uh but it did start with regular plushies like regular animals um actually it's sort of sock animals okay uh, like sock monkey um, type kind of things yeah so started off uh with a sock monkey and uh, went from there into other sock animals and then eventually some fabric animals and then eventually into cryptids and then the cryptids took over <laughs> and now uh that's pretty much it yeah. Well, have cryptids always played like a big part in your life? Like, has it always been like, uh, or is it just something no. you fell into? Uh, I fell into it um, completely accidentally. Uh, it was uh, when I was teaching in Portland. Um, I came up with that class for summer discovery uh, called uh, 
unicorns, dragons, and Bigfoots. Oh my. And, uh, <laughs> so from there I started learning about cryptids and, um, I often say that Bigfoot is the gateway drug to other cryptids and uh it is kind of a rabbit hole that you just kind of get sucked into the more you find out about them yeah right and the more i learned the more i got into it and then i did uh some bigfoot festivals uh just i was hooked at that point and i was doing both <laughs> things for a long time uh regular animals and then i peppered in some cryptids i mean started with bigfoot then i threw in some mothman some Loch Ness monster yeah the classics you know, aliens slowly kind of leading to uh doing the what 30 some that i do now yeah you got it's a crazy you got a big chunk uh, of, of the cryptozoology in your in your little I know, store I, there <laughs> i well then my etsy store only has a teeny tiny yeah. bit of what i've got um i mean if you go through my instagram feed over the last couple of years you'll see like there are some that i've just done one-offs of uh, that I haven't made a bunch of others that I make, you know, thousands of a year. Mothman, <laughs> <laughs> particularly. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, I feel like that's probably the biggest one, right? Well, yeah, because of the Mothman Festival, like I, I sold through so many Mothman plushies at last year's festival. I sold out by like 11 a.m. on Saturday. Jesus. So trying to make a lot more of them for this year but i don't know how i'm gonna fit them all in my car um but we'll figure it out <laughs> you just you have to get one of those like build-a-bear stations at like the festivals so that way they can just get the <laughs> loose mothman and they can just stuff it themselves yeah, exactly i don't so, know if I that's mean, like that's a how i travel is so i make all the skins first and then i travel with them and then i stuff them <laughs> when i get to the other side of the country yeah. um so oh i'm only like stuffing so many per event um, that's how I do most of it because I stay with my family when I'm on my tour in Tennessee. So I I have a studio set up at my parents' house. And this yeah. year I'm going to also stay at my sister's house for a while. She's going to set up a studio there for me. So, yeah, I'm lucky to have such <laughs> a wonderful, supportive family who uh, lets me just destroy their house while I'm in town. Oh, I'm sure just stuffing everywhere. It's like living with a dog, I would assume. Something like just tearing open everything. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm exactly like a dog. That's not what I meant. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I could, probably could have worded that a little better. That's okay. I thought it was funny. It's on me. I'll take I'll take the heat for this one. Uh, but uh, speaking of Mothman being, like you said, your biggest seller so far. Uh, yeah. I guess we can dive right into to the Scouts Kickstarter. For those of you who don't know, Scouts is yeah. a uh, upcoming off-Broadway musical uh, based off cryptids, Mothman, gender identity, just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but you were, now, did you offer to be part of the Kickstarter? Because one of the- They asked uh, me to be, um, and I was so excited that they asked me. Um, I've been following them since they kind of started. Yeah. I'm- you know, very intrigued and I love what they're doing. And I think it's really cool to do a musical that, you know, not only is about gender equality, but also Mothman. I'm like, yes, please. I'm, I'm, cur <laughs> I'm curious to see how they, how they're going to meld the two stories into one. I am too. Um, but I love it. And yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, Mothman has become kind of iconic in in the lgbtq plus community which is interesting and that i, love I was that. unaware of but that is that is good they i mean at one point i think what was it the the babadook or the 
Baba Yaga. One of those was like they they used that too. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I love it too. So and, I mean, obviously, I am someone who supports equality and mm-hmm. human rights. So, the chance to actually do something that involves that is awesome for yeah. me. And I love what they're doing, and I think it's just fantastic. And I mean, what a what a great idea for a musical. So it sounds like a lot of fun. And when they asked me to uh, be involved in their Kickstarter, I was all in. And so right now the Kickstarter is at almost 50%. So let's put it out there um, that it would be really cool if you want to go support the Kickstarter and get a Mothman plushie while you're at it. You can, or they have lots of other good swag too, some stickers and patches and t-shirts and Tickets to the show, VIP passes if you're in the area. Yeah, you can be um, also, I think, like the highest tier, you can get like everything plus like a credit for being like in the uh, whatever it's called. Yeah, you can the get the program. Is it called Playbill? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Playbill. <laughs> the Playbill. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Not program. Playbill. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I did theater. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyone who's listening, if you're more curious to find out about Scouts, uh, if you go to the link in my Instagram, it's at Cryptic Cocktail. Uh, there is a link to the Scouts Kickstarter in there. Oh, so great. Thank you. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I would be worried taking on a project like that if everyone who donates donated at that level. You're like, oh, I'd have to make a billion fucking Mothmans I, <laughs> on top I, of the Mothmans you I'm already have it. to make. Like, they originally were going to set the Mothman plushie at a higher rate. And I was like, honestly, it's not that hard for me to make them. Let's just do it at a lower rate so I can, you know, bust them out for you. Let's, you know, do it up. I'm sure at this and point so- you can make a Mothman in your sleep. All right. I totally can. <laughs> I made uh, 25 of them this morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Still the skittles. I haven't stopped them, um, but yeah, I uh, uh, those ones I can make pretty fast. So yeah. the embroider, I embroider them all ahead of time, then stack them, and then you know do the wings that all in a stack, and then yes. pin them together, stitch, 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 done. It's like a it's like a, um, it's like a one man assembly line kind of thing. Going. It is. Yes, I have, but my. My studio is such a wreck right now. It's terrible. Um, and uh, we are moving in a couple of weeks. So I will have a bigger space very soon, which will be so nice for me because <laughs> I'm definitely too big for an 11 foot room. Oh, I hear you. When, when I first started podcasting, me and my wife lived in a one bedroom apartment. So I'd have to use the bedroom <laughs> as a studio. So I'd have to set up everything, break it down, put it away. And yeah. then, so every time we'd have to do an episode, but thankfully we moved into a an apartment with more than one room <laughs> so, <laughs> so i know the struggles of having just like a smaller and smaller space right yeah um no but that's awesome i'm, I'm stoked for you i'm stoked for the people in scouts uh their kickstarter seems to be doing pretty well so far oh yeah it sort of can also be found the link can also be found on my uh instagram page at, at cryptid underscore comfort so oh, yeah I probably, I probably should be, should be promoting your Instagram more than promoting well, my Instagram. No, no, no. I, if the more places that it's easy to find, the better. And of mm. course, it'll be on the Scouts Instagram, which is, I believe, at <laughs> the Mothman is real. It's at the, the Mothman, Mothman is real. Is I didn't, real. honestly didn't even think to say go to theirs instead. But yeah, go to their right. Instagram instead. Go um, to all of them. Yeah, just whatever you want to do. Uh, so yeah. But, go follow everyone's Instagram. Yeah, yeah, just really drive up that traffic uh 
yeah, so we, we covered what you do, what you're doing. Uh, why don't we cover the future, which is uh, Squonkapalooza coming up in August. It is so exciting. Okay, <laughs> so for those not familiar with the Squonk, let me give a little background on the Squonk. He is uh, the saddest creature in the whole wide world. He is. Um, but the most relatable, so, I feel like. The most relatable cryptid, I feel like. I will say when uh, people ask at events and I tell them the story of the Squonk, they're like, yeah, I feel that. I I relate. Um, There's a little squonk in all of us. There is. Uh, For anyone who has ever felt self-conscious in any way, you you too are a squonk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The squonk, uh, it's part of lumberjack folklore. So it's not technically a cryptid. It's a Mm. folklore creature. But there's so much crossover in those these days that, you know, it's fine. Um, So they're all kind of, kind of cryptids if you're not looking some people get real technical about what a cryptid is, though. So I like yeah. to verify: no, swans are not actually cryptids; they're folklore creatures. Um, I've had to do but, that before. I did that before the Wendigo episode we did. I was like, the Wendigo is not a cryptid; it is a Native American spirit. Right. Like, yes, it's, sometimes you have to clear the air so people truly understand like the difference between. Right, and also, I mean, the furious cryptozoologists out there, I don't want them to be offended by the nonsense i say (laughs) but i mean anyone who knows me knows that i'm not a serious cryptozoologist i'm just a good call who uh likes weird stuff so yeah uh but yeah i i enjoy this field and i i enjoy all aspects of it the cryptids the folklore um just it's also fascinating to me but oh getting back to the swamp i get a little Oh, back to the squawk. It's a running so theme the squawk, on the show is to get off off track, so that's right. fine. I'm so good at that. Uh, so the squawk was first featured in the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods that came out in 1910. Uh, it's said to live in the northern hemlock forest in Pennsylvania. And uh, the story is that this little creature, it's it cries all the time because it's so ugly. It has the worst self-esteem of any creature in the world. It doesn't even want to see its own reflection in its puddled of tears. If it looks down, it gets very, very upset. And you can't capture a squonk because if you try to, it would cry so much it would dissolve itself. (laughs) Um, Such a good story. I love it so much. It's literally the most pathetic creature in the whole wide world, and I love it so much. His skin's too loose. Yeah, thinks he's ugly. Yeah, and been, been so there. I've been. There. I, me too. I started making uh, the Squonk plushies back in 2021. Uh, first premiered them at uh, the Cryptid Con that year, mm-hmm. um, and started, you know, spreading the word of the Squonk to those who didn't know. And and like you said, it's the most relatable cryptid. So people you know found it very endearing and uh it became became kind of a popular thing for me and as i was making them i I came up with this weird little loose idea of a children's book um i was gonna bring up you wrote a children's book and it's i did adorable as all hell the idea behind the children's book started off as you know a book about body positivity for children um, and it ended up being a little different than that. It, that does have some of that in it, but it's more of a book about friendship and kindness now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's more of an anti-bullying kind of situation. Um, so, yeah, I wrote the book, 
me and my friend Brandy, um, who is a professional songwriter. So uh, she has great writing skills and I have weird cryptid knowledge. <laughs> so together we made a great team and I did all the illustrating myself after uh, debating whether to hire an illustrator. Um, yeah. I decided I can draw and I should probably illustrate my own book because I couldn't afford an illustrator. That's really what it came down to. It's, I couldn't yeah. afford to pay someone else to do it. So I was like, eh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, This is how I run my life. It's like, I'll figure it out and see how it goes. And uh, so I learned to draw on the iPad one day, and uh, luckily my friend Lane loaned me her iPad, taught me a few things, and uh, gave me gave me the iPad for an unlimited amount of time. Just said, "Here you go, have fun." So nice when people have just extra iPads yeah. they can let me use. Uh, It'd be I nice have... to have that kind of disposable income to just be like, "Oh yeah, my iPad. You can just take that for however long you need." She's so nice and so generous and so helpful, and I miss her. Um, she was a friend of mine in Washington, and she was my boss and also just a really great artist. And she was super cool and, you know, understanding uh, that the art took priority over, over the job. I worked at a coffee shop that she owned. Yeah. But she, because she was an artist, she understood that I was going to be gone for months out of the year on tour and things like that. But then, yeah, pandemic hit, and I was there full time. Yeah. Um, and but when finally it was time for me to go, she totally understood and was great about it. And you know, so to have that kind of support in workplace is rare. Um, and I was very, very lucky for that. But yeah, so she helped me learn how to draw on the iPad so I could illustrate the book. And then uh, that is that book was a labor of love. It is the hardest I've ever worked on anything <laughs> in my life. I am so proud of it. And uh, yeah, so everyone go buy my book. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's awesome. If I do say so myself, it's all that kindness, compassion, and friendship. Um, yeah. Except for those two squirrels. I remember there was two squirrels that were just an yeah. asshole to the squonk. And I and wanted I to fight those squirrels. Right? <laughs> exactly. Such as, and then the dog man, Kate, I'm, I'm spoiling the book. No, the, it's okay. like, oh shit, it's the dog man. We got to book it. And I was like, yeah, you fucking better run. Yeah. So the point of making dog man the secondary character um, was because, you know, dog man is thought of as so scary mm. and, and he's a, a nice frightened, dude. ferocious creature. But it comes down to it that he's not like that at all. He's actually the sweetest guy. He's the one who reaches out to the swamp, finds him, befriends him, tells him that he's perfect and beautiful the way he is. And, you know, yeah. It's like don't don't judge a book by its cover, kind of. Yeah, that's kind of the point I was trying to drive home with that, and also that everyone's feelings get hurt, and that dog man, you know, even though he's a big strong dog man, his feelings get hurt by people thinking that he's mean. Yeah, and that's scary. Um, but so he's, he's just a good boy, right? It's Southway, <laughs> and so that's why I chose the dog man as my secondary character to kind of give that kind of feeling of you know, like everyone's feelings get hurt. Um, be considerate about what you're saying to people. Um, yeah. So I wrote the book and then I, uh, you know, just randomly, I talked to all my friends who are, you know, into cryptid events and things. We all, you know, have like our little chats on, on Instagram where we talk yeah. about different events and stuff. And a lot of them have, are hosting their own events. And so I kept throwing it out there kind of loosely, like, we should do, you know, squonk fast and, you know, kept 
just kind of throwing it out as a joke and no one was biting until one day i was chatting with joe of crypto theology right before the hodak heritage festival uh last year uh because we were both going to that so we were kind of chatting beforehand um on instagram and i said something to him about having a squonk fest and he immediately was like yeah let's do it i live in pennsylvania it's like oh okay I'm, on, um, I'm honestly super shocked that there wasn't already a squonk fest, especially with like, because <laughs> I feel like the rise in cryptid festivals has gone up over the years, like exponentially, like any any state that has a cryptid or a folklore tale associated about them, no matter how small or irrelevant it is, they'll make a festival out of it. And you you know, there's you, not here in Colorado. There's not. Uh, we don't have a slide rock bolter fest. We should. Um, there's your next endeavor you're just gonna i be- did find out that they have uh mike the headless chicken festival though which unfortunately <laughs> i'm not gonna be around for that um because that would be a fun one that is the most like deep dive cryptid oh, yeah. folklore story that right. anyone can- <laughs> yeah when i found out they had a festival about that i was like very intrigued um, i feel like that festival would just be like a regular old state fair and it'd be like one probably. of those it'd be like one of those things where like you have to like get in a ring and try and catch a chicken, and then you know what I mean. I feel like it'd be like just like a oh state. Oh my god, that'd be so fun! It's just like a state fair because like I know I I grew up in New Hampshire, so when we have state fairs, okay. we do like the uh, like you have to get in a pen with a pig, you catch the pig, and it's I think and like, I, I think you win the pig. I think that <laughs> I don't know. It's in a, a pit. Well, it's New Hampshire. A lot of farm people up there, but I think that's. I honestly think that's what it is. I don't know, but I just assume that the headless chicken fest would be something like that. <laughs> I could be way off base. I have no idea. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> so oh, you, know. so Cryptid Comforts teamed up with Crypto Theology uh, to start yes. planning and figuring out Squonkapalooza. Yes, originally we were calling the Squonk Fest, um, and then. After a while, we changed the name. Joe came up with Squonkapalooza, and I immediately was like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, the reason we ended up changing it from Squonkfest is kind of hilarious. I was filling out paperwork for insurance, and if it's listed as a festival rather than like an arts fair, mm. insurance costs three times as much. Oof. I was like, well, okay. So we just won't call it a festival. And so we came up with the name Squonkapalooza. Which we ended up not even needing that insurance anyway, and I had to cancel the policy because we didn't get that <laughs> whole big fiasco with that. Yeah, you know, we're learning a lot about uh, the hiccups in planning an event and things that can go wrong. Um, but we're also, you know, doing a lot of great things with this event. I think, and I mean, we've got some good speakers lined up. We're going to be showing a Mothman movie and having a Q&A with the creator. Uh, we've got entertainment. So we've got, a. so far we've lined up a, like little, she's a clown of some sort, but she's doing like bubble shows and then balloon animals and things like that. So okay. excited about that. And, and then- An all around uh, entertainer kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then my friend Brandy will be coming out and being uh, the- festival troubadour so she'll be walking okay. around with her guitar and playing um so that's super exciting and fun and it's great. also the first time that the co-author of why so sad squonk is going to be at an event so <laughs> it's it's pretty exciting that she'll be there she'll also be able to sign books um which you know 
it won't just be me for a change. No, that's and awesome. And people will like that. Uh, and she's just amazing and wonderful in every way. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got tons of great vendors lined up. It's just, it's going to be lots of great art and makers that are mostly cryptid based, but a few that yeah. aren't. Uh, but the majority of it is is cryptid related, um, folklore creature related. I'm hoping, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some more entertainment and some more food trucks lined up before the actual event. Um, right now, all we have is like, you know, sweets and no real food. Um, we're having trouble. That's really all you need. No, no, I want a real food truck. I mean, luckily there are restaurants, but then walking distance, like around the vicinity. Yeah. Um, but I really want a food truck that has actual food at the event. <laughs> yeah, you so, need uh, at any every good fair has like fair fries, and fair fair fries hit different than like regular fries. I did not expect that part to be the challenge. Uh, really. I, I, Assumed food vendors are just a thing everywhere. Um, I mean, I would I would assume that there's like an app you can go to that's like hire my food truck. Like there has to be a way to find it's out. Incredibly hard, apparently, to get a food truck to come to your event if you are in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. It is. Um, it is a bit out of the way. I, well, <laughs> I live in, I live in Philly right now, so I oh okay, and I think I think it's like seven hours from me which is basically the same amount of distance from me to pittsburgh i always forget oh, how yeah, it's I, close to pittsburgh i always forget how big pennsylvania is until i have to go somewhere <laughs> you know what I, it is i a, have not it, it's been a long state yeah since i was a small child i don't know pennsylvania um it's long it's a long state it's not tall but it's it's long no i i remember driving through there when I was little on one of our trips because we had lived in upstate New York and then moved to Tennessee. So it was the drive through at one point with last time I was there. Uh, we stopped at Hershey. Um, i never been. I don't like chocolate. I'm not a chocolate guy. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I get that look every time I say that and I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not a sweets guy. I'm a, I'm a salty, savory okay. guy. You know, everyone has their thing. So, and apparently, whenever I tell anyone that, I'm I'm the wrong. That's the wrong thing. No, you're <laughs> entitled to your opinion, as ridiculous as it may be. Uh. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, you you said that you guys have been finding out the uh, the hardships that come with setting up a festival, like the 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 downs and the ups. Has it been mostly ups though? Like, have you found? Have you found that uh, it's it's been easy, not easier, but like, have you hit a, a lot of roadblocks setting up this festival or has, has it been kind of just like a... Our first roadblock, like we had a location picked out and it seemed like it was going to be a go on that. They had us get the insurance for it and everything. And then it just didn't happen. So then we had to find another location. Uh, but the second location turned out to be perfect. It's right downtown. It's at a Central Park in downtown Johnstown. Oh, perfect. Uh, and... The city of Johnstown has our back and is letting us use the space for free, um, which is amazing and helping us along the way with, you know, some things. Um, so that challenge got immediately resolved. I mean, a couple months of 
know, stress, but it got I feel, resolved. I feel like that's immediate and, enough, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once we had the location locked down, like our other things started falling into place. Like we opened up the vendor apps and then our vendors filled up in a matter of like three weeks. We had all the vendor spaces full and went on a wait list. And like, so that's amazing. Um, with so many great vendors, too. Uh, I'm so happy about that. We've got several great sponsors, people helping us out, like Holly, who art, um, she did our website for us. She's amazing. Uh, we've got, yeah, just such a cool crew of people yeah. helping. Um, so a lot of things have fallen into place perfectly and are exactly how we wanted it. Other things are, are taking some more time, but we're getting it all sorted. We did have like our first entertainer that we hired was like a juggler um, act and he had to cancel on us. Um, so it was like the day after I announced that he was going to be there, he ended up canceling. <laughs> Come on, dude. But so I feel, I feel like jugglers are a dime a dozen. You can find. You would think. I would. I would think. Is that not the case? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it's also like a lot of them are very expensive then i understand like it's a rare interesting talent but to uh for a small festival where we're not m trying to make any money off of it we just can't afford like some of these great acts as much as i would love to yeah um so we're having to you know I did have someone recently that I was chatting with who does like fire stuff. And I was like, Ooh. well, I was like, is that safe uh, for like roaming, you know, entertainment? I'm like, is that a safe thing to do? And he's like, well, you'd have to have particular barriers and permits and things. So I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have any of that. Yeah. No. So no fire. Um, but then he, he was like, well, I can do other stuff. So I'm still waiting on him to get back to me. Maybe he can come in and do some juggling and still walking and things like that so yeah we're we're still several months out things will fall into place i feel confident and yeah. uh you gotta I mean, you, you gotta great. secrete it to the universe like that book the secret i feel like right. sec and secreting it to the universe is a gross way to put it <laughs> i don't know how, to yeah. say, I don't, how else do you say you, you're secreting secreting I, I don't know whatever all right <laughs> I, I don't know um but no, it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a good time. Yeah, we're going to have games and make and take craft tables, tons of things for the kids to do. And speakers are going to be at the State Theater. Uh, the movie is going to be showing. Plus, we're doing a story time for children uh, with different cryptid books uh, with a few different readers. We've got, you know, a lot going on all day and around the town. Like, they're doing haunted history tours the night before. Uh, which will be cool. And then the day after, there's like an art walk in the park. Um, so, so fun. <laughs> there's stuff going on all weekend, even though our event is only a one-day event. There will be stuff all weekend. Um, and so we're, you know, kind of co-promoting things with other things going on in yeah. town. So it'll be a really fun weekend, I think. I'm really uh, excited for everyone to come out. And hopefully, you know, it'll be a wild, crazy, fun time. We're encouraging people to come dressed up and just be silly. And, of course, the squawk will be running around, <laughs> um, which is me in a squonk mascot suit. Oh, and well, that sounds I'm, fun. I'm adorable. It's so great. 
Uh, <laughs> you may have seen the pictures of. Uh, the I did. I saw. Mascot. I saw a squonk, and then there's a hodag one too. Was that? There is. Yes, the squonk and the hodag are good friends. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> I was ben unaware at the of hodag that. store uh, definitely inspired me a lot to uh, get my squonk mascot suit by seeing how much fun it was having the hodag mascot suit. And yeah, yeah he's just so great at promoting and just having fun and i'm like that's what i want to do so yeah. and it's really fun when the two of us get together in our mascot suits like at cryptid bash last year and uh then we went to grafton afterwards to visit the grafton monster and we did a silly little photo shoot there yeah. and just we have fun um yeah the, the hodag is like the the gritty of cryptid mascots i feel like he just <laughs> Does not care. Just do whatever. Does whatever he wants. It's amazing. Um, yeah. But at least I just wanted to say thank you. I I know I I ended up sponsoring Swank Swankapalooza after after that. the after the enrollment. I feel like. That's okay. We're still accepting sponsors. If people want to give us money, we're still taking it. But <laughs> no, that's the, that's the mentality you should have. But I just want to say thank you. Um, I know I I probably won't be able to make it, which sucks, but. I'm glad that I could be a part of it and support it in any way that I could. I'm glad you can too. Yeah, but I just found out that we might not be moving in August, so I might be oh, able really? to make it. But I'm oh, not sure. Well, figure, let me know. Figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, well, let me know. Yeah, of course. Well, Lisa, we talked about cryptic comforts. We talked about scouts, Squonkapalooza. I think it's time for me to tell you a story now. Okay, great. All right, so are you familiar with any sort of Russian UFO alien encounters? I don't think so. Okay, so today I'm going to tell you the story of the Lake Baikal. I think that's how how you pronounce it, Lake Baikal humanoids. Are you familiar? I'm not familiar. <laughs> okay, I thought this. So I did this because it's like a it's a pretty quick story. It's like a one off source story. Uh, in doing research, I didn't realize that it ends in kind of a real bummer. So sorry in advance, but. We'll get through it. Okay. Are you are you an aliens person or are you are you more cryptids? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, me and my sister once decided that all cryptids are aliens, which That's there's fair. a lot of people who will fight me for saying that. But I don't, I don't know about yeah, that. I, I definitely believe in aliens. All right. So let's start off with a little backstory. Lake Baikal is located near the Mongolian border in southeastern Siberia and is considered the deepest and oldest lake on the planet Earth, with scientists stating that it formed more than 25 million years ago, and it contains a quarter of Earth's fresh water, depths of over 5,000 feet, and is home to a number of plant and animal species that exist only in this lake. So it's like a pretty significant lake as far as like planet Earth is concerned. Yeah. Um, now, this region, this region of Russia is no stranger to UFO activity, uh, locals claim that they frequently see like strange lights, cigar-shaped UFOs, and even some claiming that there is a subaquatic extraterrestrial base hidden at the bottom of Lake Baikal. I really <laughs> hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I am. It's fine. Someone well, will tell you if you're not. Yeah, I'll get some angry comments. But uh, but yeah, but that brings us to the incident we're about to talk to today. So this is the story of the Russian military's encounter with what people call the Lake Baikal swimmers. So. In 1982, Soviet military divers were running a routine training exercise in the lake. While on one of these dives at a depth of about 164 feet, one of the Navy men, I don't know if they're called Navy men, but one of, one of the Navy men uh, noticed strange humanoid shapes swimming nearby. Now, 
obviously there shouldn't be anyone in the lake because it is a military exercise. Uh, and the Soviet military, and especially in the 80s during the Cold War, they're pretty like good at like keeping riffraff out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the diver who first noticed the weird shapes got the attention of the other divers. Basically what happened is they, they were like watching the shapes and then several humanoid creatures swam up to them. And they were reported to be 10 feet tall, wearing tight-fitting metallic silver suits and a clear domed helmet that covered their entire head. <laughs> so at this depth, I feel they, they were shocked because you should have, like, modern equipment to, like, keep you, like, pressure out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they were pretty freaked out. Uh, the, the encounter only lasted just, like, moments. Uh, and then the creatures kind of like scurried off back to whatever they were doing. Now, obviously, they were out of sorts. So, so they the divers rose to the surface and then immediately were debriefed by their commanding officer. And after learning what had happened, and since I'm assuming he wasn't the one who would have to go back into the water, uh, he ordered seven divers back in to try and capture one, if not all, of the aquatic humanoid fish alien people. Okay. Which I guess would that be like all right? So they're aliens and they're trying to capture one. Is that considered an alien abduction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had to throw that in there. I thought that was a good. I had to. No, I like it. All That's right. <laughs> I, I needed validation for that joke. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I now, think so. As uh, as the seven divers descended down into the lake. Uh, and battling ever-dropping water temperatures. Uh, I forgot I wrote this. The Arctic alien aquanauts finally emerged. And at this moment, one of the divers attempted to, attempted to capture one of the creatures, pretty much Looney Tunes style. He just had like a big net and just like yes. tried to throw it at him. Needless to say, they were not very excited about the idea of being captured. So these aliens fought back. And they did this by shooting high-intensity sonar waves at the divers, pretty much rendering every single one of the members of the dive team unconscious and rapidly, like, shooting them to the surface. Now, I'm not sure if you or the listeners are aware of what happens to the human body when, like, you're down at very deep depths and then you just ascend at a very high rate. You get the batteries. Yeah, so you, you get decompression sickness, which is known as the bends. So... For anyone listening who doesn't know what the bends is, it's basically gas bubbles form inside your body tissue during or like right after a sudden de decompression ascent. Uh, you know, like being shot by alien shockwaves that knock you to the surface. <clears throat> uh, yeah. uh, these bubbles can form or migrate to any part of the body and can cause symptoms ranging from like just like joint pain to like rashes, all the way to paralysis and death. Now. As for our submerged Siberian alien hunting squad, which is, I shouldn't have wrote that. That was too much to say. <laughs> uh, three of them were very seriously injured, but did not become affected by the bends. Hold on, I got to clear my throat. I sound like a frog. Yeah, so three three of them were seriously injured, but did not become affected by the bends. The other four, however, would require immediate transfer to a recompression chamber, which is basically you go into like a big tube and they just kind of pump oxygen into you and the room. So good news, there was one in the region. Bad news, it was only designed to fit two people. So out of desperation, all four men entered the chamber uh, to save their lives, an attempt that ultimately ended in tragedy, three of the four men losing their lives due to the encounter. 
Uh, and those that did survive were left with life-altering disabilities, and I'm sure, like, terrible PTSD from obviously being yeah. attacked by aliens and the shot to the surface. Now, following this event, the KGB halted any further attempts at ca- capturing, like, USOs or aliens, uh, and for decades, this encounter was kept hidden by officials at the highest level. Now, I don't know how this story got out. I've seen it claim that this story was came from like declassified Russian go- government documents, which I couldn't find any real evidence or sources for, aside from a Fox News article reporting on a Russia Today story, which is, if you don't know Russia Today, it's pretty much a state-run like Russian news outlet uh, that, that stated that it happened. Uh, and all other sources of this story are pretty much copy and paste of the same information. Uh, I think Nick Pope also did a YouTube video about it. If you don't know Nick Pope, he's like a UFO researcher, uh, like Rendlesham Forest, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't know. The Russian government isn't like the most trustworthy when it comes to pretty much anything. I didn't think. Uh, but yeah, if this story is true, it, it's like one of the most harrowing alien encounters that I have ever heard but that is the story of the uh lake baikal swimmers it's pretty messed up it's not ideal (laughs) no it it is interesting that they're referring to it as aliens rather than mermaids um i don't know yeah i don't know i i think i said the area has been like host to a lot of weird strange activity uh astronauts from the space station took pictures of the lake at one point and there was these big circular like uh impressions or like missing parts of like the ice on top of the lakes, which people say are from UFOs going in and out. So the idea of an alien base at the bottom of it isn't so far-fetched to me. Uh, but like I said, I, I have no idea. But also those circular patterns on water when it gets frozen could be from anything. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not trying to like disprove what happened. And like I said, I don't even know if it's true, but it's pretty weird to say the yeah. least. But yeah, I didn't mean to bum everyone out. This was a. <laughs> I think and I said, then everyone's dad. Yeah, when I started researching, I was like, oh, this is a cool story. And then I got halfway it through and cool. I was like, god damn, this is, this is and, a bummer. You know, they're not all happy. And I think that's what also made me think of, of mermaids is the killer mermaids of Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed somewhat similar in uh, the attack aspect. Yeah, I'd never heard of anything underwater like hitting you with like a shock wave. But yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know. It didn't say like if they like pulled out like a shock wave gun. I don't know what a shock wave gun would look like. I don't know how they did I don't know if it was like a like a scream and like a banshee scream or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that's the story. It's fucked up. Sorry for yeah. bumming y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what do you what do you, what do you think? What do you think of this story? Do you think it's like I said, it was from the KGB Right. From, from Russia. I don't know. Like I said, the only thing I could find about it is that they said it's from declassified Russian documents. But again, that came from Fox News, which came from RT, which both of those are not. None of it's trustworthy. Ideal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about any any of these stories. Like I used to uh, tell the kids in my class during my uh, summer discovery classes when they'd say, Miss Lisa, is that true? I'd say, well, anything I teach you in this class may or may not be true. And that's it's a good little yeah. That's uh, that's kind of what cryptozoology is at this point. Uh, I mean, we can't prove it; otherwise, it wouldn't be cryptid, or yeah. you know. So it 
it may or may not be true. And we have no way of knowing because um, we weren't there to witness it. I don't think I'd want to be there to witness this, though. Oh, God, feel... no. Definitely not. <laughs> First of all, I already don't like open water. Like, I am. If, I, if I can't touch and or see the bottom of where I am, I won't go in. There's no way. Like, I can't do it because any little pieces, anything that touches my foot, I'll immediately think sea monster and I will cry and I'll I'll just give up. I'll just be like, take me. It's it. It's over. Just sink myself to the bottom. <laughs> like, I can't do it's it. It's funny. I, I can't even really swim, but I actually really enjoy the water and like, I love going out on a boat and floating and things like that. But I, I, yeah. Uh, I'll go on a boat, but like I have, like I have to know that that boat is like sturdy. Like I need to know that it's not gonna just like descend to the bottom as soon as I step foot on it. Like there's no way. All right. Well, Lisa, I had a blast talking to you. I had a, such a good time. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I know I rambled a lot and got off topic several times, but that's yeah. just that's me. That's who I am. That's again but just running theme for for any episode we do <laughs> it's fine and we're, we're only like 10 minutes past with like a normal episode length is so well there you go we're all good all right uh <laughs> thank you so much for listening lisa if you want to plug whatever you want to plug right now websites social yes. media yes anything else squonkapalooza.com instagram at squonkapalooza crypticcomforts.com instagram cryptid underscore comforts uh that should have all my info uh let's also cryptoteology.com at cryptoteology for uh updates on everything squonky and uh yeah if you follow all three you're uh definitely going to be in the know about anything that happens yeah. squonk related in the near future well definitely do all that please everyone listening uh, and everyone go support the scouts kickstarter please um do that and yeah you, you can find links to that in all of our bios i assume and everywhere you can also just go to at uh the mothman is real on instagram and they'll have links to all that stuff as well uh but also if you want to follow me on instagram it's at cryptic yes, cocktail yeah. uh also we just opened up not opened up we started a ko-fi if you want to donate to the show, help us raise money so that we can sponsor other festivals as well, or even try and get to some of these festivals. It's at it's a co-fi backslash uh, cryptic cocktail party. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, but besides that, I don't think I have anything else to plug. So I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll end the show and then I'll I'll play the intro music now. Thank you. All right, thanks. 